0: Welcome to Until It's Gone, a podcast where the conversation ends when the coffee runs out. This podcast is hosted by Cole Hammondtree and Nate Morris, two dudes from Grand Rapids, Michigan, who love coffee and love Jesus. We hope and pray that this podcast will encourage you in your walk with the Lord.
1: And thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. Now, join us over a cup of coffee as we chat until it's gone.
2: He, I think he just wanted to try I'm, I'm, a ponytail.
1: I, I like my, the deal with my hair is this. It's not long enough yet, mm-hmm. but I hate it in my face. Yes. And I don't want to deal with it. Mm-hmm. That's why I've been wearing a beanie for Exactly. Just it's freaking 80 end. degrees outside. And so the, the alternative is beanie.
0: Yes. And I, and I don't or know. You hat.
1: either get roasted for beanie
0: or for bun. Yeah. Incomplete bun.
1: Yeah. And I don't know. I tried the, my side hairs. Is that what you call it?
0: <laughs> side bangs? I call them little wispies.
1: <laughs> my little wispies are a little bit uh, they're no, not out um, there yet. They're not long enough to be pulled up into the bun. So I just Amanda said it was better for me to just embrace the fact that make it
0: not look like I'm trying to pull them back, but just do the top and then yep, make it look intentional like I don't. That's where I've care. been at. I haven't tried to pull my hair back recently, but I might be all there.
1: What do you think, babe?
2: About your hair or Cole's?
0: No one cares about your hair, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> Either one. Just... <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't care what you think about Cole's hair. Are
2: you... Are are we still testing the microphone? Yeah, we're company? testing.
1: This is just a test. <laughs> this reminds me of our Wi-Fi. Our Wi-Fi network is labeled "test <laughs> network,"
0: and the password is not a test. <laughs> I repeat, this is not a test. <laughs> and it just
1: makes me laugh. It makes me happy. That's so great. it's the little
0: things. Yeah, no one's no one's going to be suspicious of that.
1: I was. It was either that or virus network, <laughs> malware, vi- virus infected. <laughs> Do not use virus infected. Just. Join for malware. Password, no virus. <laughs>
2: <laughs> We're starting.
1: We already started, babe. This is how we roll. Here we are as coal pours. Sounds like most of it's getting gated out from the microphone. <laughs> um, uh, that was a lost cause. Thank you, brother. Yep. Amanda, what are you drinking? Water. Why?
2: Because we already had coffee this morning.
0: And you're not an addict. And where would you go to coffee?
2: Holland. Holland. Yep.
0: Got
1: an interesting FaceTime from Cole while we were there. I left my uh, water bottle at, at a rehearsal and he FaceTimes me and it's just my water bottle that has my name on it. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's mine. <laughs> I got you. So got that back. Love that. But yeah, Amanda and I had a good morning in Holland. Grabbing a dress for her friend's wedding.
0: So that was fun. And uh, fantastic. Here we are. What number guest episode is this? Three? Four. Four. Kyle? Mike? Chag.
2: So I made the top five. Yeah. I touched the microphone.
0: Of course you made the top five. You just we're gonna have to press stop (laughs) and restart the whole episode. We're gonna be like twenty minutes in. You're like, oh touch the microphone.
2: Cut. (laughs) Restart.
0: Back to one. So guys, it happened. Today's
1: the day we have, we have, I told her, I said the, that you're famous, infamously mentioned by, by me, um, almost every episode. Mm -hmm. And so now we can stop making jokes about how she's going to be the first guest, which is also not true. Yep. But, uh, we have Amanda, my lovely wife joining us today.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: Yeah. She's really excited. Um, totally out of her comfort zone and is pushing herself right now. So um, we're really thankful that she's taken a chance and going to okay. talk a little bit today.
0: We're, we're low stakes. That's what I told her. I said,
1: I said, have you listened to our podcast?
0: We're idiots.
1: Well, I mean, some feedback that we got from um, one of Amanda's friends was that it was like, yeah, it seems like maybe you guys could be more prepared. And I was like, cool. But she's like, it was authentic, though. And I was like, you know what? If there's one thing that I want to be... That's that. Yeah. Is authentic but not prepared, I'll take that. Uh-huh. And Amanda's both. So <laughs> um,
0: We're all both. <laughs> yeah, but yes.
1: Prepared enough. It's
0: fantastic. I'm excited. we a good time.
1: <laughs> this is the first time she's talked into a microphone. She has headphones <laughs> on. It's just funny watching, watching you over there smiling.
2: It's uncomfortable. <laughs>
0: Nate's in his element. Amanda isn't.
2: Exactly. (laughs) I have
1: coffee in my hand. I've got
0: my best friend and my wife on my left and right. You got
1: nice socks today. Got nice (laughs) name brand socks on today.
2: Hair in a bun.
1: Hair in a bun, (laughs) protecting the wispies. (laughs) Headphones on, holding the wisps down. It's great. It's a good time. Yeah. So, candidly, we realized that we needed to record an episode for this Monday. (laughs) Yeah. Because Josh was going to be our next guest and... Joshie D got COVID.
0: Yeah. Rest in
1: peace. So he's flying in a he's little not bit
0: dead. Late. He's not He's dead. okay. He's okay.
1: <laughs> he's fine. It's a bad cold, guys. At yeah, this point, yeah. COVID is just a sneeze and a cough. Yep. Um, But he's coming tomorrow, which is Sunday. And we were going to be filming our or, or recording our podcast with Josh this morning. So I like kind of ran out of the kitchen. I was doing dishes or something. She was working on homework. And I like sprinted over. <laughs> and I sat right right on the floor at like, right by. I was like, hey. So saturday and i like bro because i knew she would think it was too fast yeah i said no <laughs> and i said just don't say no yet just we'll talk later because it was like in the middle of the work day i was QCing an album for mike and like listening through and making sure there's no errors and while i was doing that i typed up some podcast questions and sent and shared it with her and she was just at the dining dining room table nice and saw them and then started kind of like to think about what it would be like to to be on and so here we are
0: i love it i'm excited i don't have anything. I'm I'm excited to listen and just ask questions as they come. Yeah, because I, I, I will have some. Yeah, I figured sure.
1: that. Um, yeah, that you would kind of be like you haven't heard her opinions on all these things. Like I'm like, I've heard this stuff like all the time, right? And I'm excited to kind of talk through it. But you're kind of like I'm here. Uh, yeah, exactly. You're here with coffee and your popcorn ready to go. Cheers. So We want we wanted to kind of talk about. I think we actually talked about this on other episodes. For those who actually listen to full episodes and are up to date, but we love you. Yeah, thank you. But the idea of living healthy and a healthy lifestyle, and how that kind of impacts you know your life practically, but also spiritually, and just kind of exploring that a little bit. And um, my life's definitely changed since dating and marrying you, <laughs> as far as my perspectives, my habits. Um, they're still not where they would really need to be, or never probably will be. Mm. But we thought it'd be interesting to hear it from the expert. <laughs>
2: I wouldn't say expert, but a <laughs> little bit of experience. More of an expert yeah. than
0: these two clowns.
1: <laughs> exactly. I mean, we do our best, but you know, everything I know is just because I'm like, yeah, I trust you. Just handle it.
0: And then that gets relayed to me. And then I absorb that information. Babe, you're really the mind you're, you're the one that all this is trickling down from.
2: Impacting so many lives. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then and then you're impacting our lives. And then all of our millions of listeners are impacting millions
2: billions
1: (laughs) Billions. you just said that like trump Mm -hmm. (laughs) millions (laughs) amazing so um i guess like just to kind of kick it off babe um when you know when did you start to become like aware of your conviction and consciousness of healthy living
2: yeah good question started in college I had to take a couple nutrition classes because of the major that I was in exercise science. And then yeah, I think after taking those classes I just found it fascinating how God mm-hmm. so intentionally designed our food to work in our bodies. And then also as a runner, college runner, I you know wanted to feel know how I could feel in my body the best I could. So Yeah. That's kind of where it began. Um, and then throughout college, I also worked at a hospital and saw just how many diseases and illnesses could be prevented by eating well Mm. and being physically active. Um, and just saw the toll that not doing those things takes on your body. Um, Mm. so I think it's one thing to like, learn about what it looks like, but then to see the, you know, the detrimental effects.
0: Yeah, for sure. I was going to ask, even back further from that, what was that like? Because did you change majors in college or no?
2: Going in, I was originally pre-med. My plan was to... Go to cornerstone for two years and then go to nursing school somewhere else Mm -hmm. but i really didn't want to leave cornerstone and at the time they didn't have a nursing program right so i did some job shadows shadowed an occupational therapist and thought i could see myself doing that so i switched to exercise science and then once i graduated i realized that i really did want to go into nursing so
1: really i think it starts even before that with the gap year that you desired as far as like your spiritual journey because you did a You took um, a gap year? She wanted to. Oh.
2: Yeah, because I really didn't know for sure gotcha. what I wanted to do.
1: But you uh where was that at? Or what or what it have been at? Um
2: Bridge Street Bridge House Street of Prayer. Street House of Prayer. Yeah, they had like a gap year program. Oh. Um interesting. In the west side of Grand That's Rapids. Sick.
1: Cause you did like a event there with your
0: church?
2: Yeah, a week long event. Yeah.
0: Like a retreat or like a mm. service project or mm-hmm. So, what was the, like, the pull to, is that the retreat that you're talking about? Like, the pull into, like, just all, like, health and medical stuff in general? Or what Um, was that transition from, like, not knowing to then being, like…
2: Yeah. Well, I always kind of, like, you know, in high school, like, the science classes and mm
0: -hmm. anatomy,
2: I always liked that stuff. Yeah. So, I always thought I could see myself doing some type of medical… Something or another, but I didn't know what that would be or what that looked like. Yeah. That's
1: cool. My thought with that was, you know, you had that interest and then you also desired this spiritual connectedness with people and your heart for potentially taking a gap year was to basically help people. You wanted to be a missionary and still Mm -hmm. desire to do that someday, like to basically spend your life serving other people and telling them the gospel and then you kind of marry that with your fascination for science, and maybe what was more practically in front of you, mm-hmm. and not that that's out of the cards later on, but then like realizing, well, maybe I can, you know, still care about people and care for them spiritually through, yeah, becoming the best nurse that I can be, right? right?
2: Yeah. Well, even in in um, high school, I started working at a assisted living home, and I just saw like such an opportunity to like, serve people and love people in that capacity. Like, taking care of them at low points in their life. So I think that's kind of where it maybe started, too.
1: And also seeing, I think, a need for, like...
2: People that cared. People that cared
1: because, like, you know, you would see neglect or you would Mm -hmm. see people that just punch in and it's just a job. And, like, the people that needed care would get the short end of the stick. You Mm -hmm. know, like, people giving them half... I guess bad care and like not actually caring for these people. They just yeah again just, just there to do the bare minimum on the job yeah. mm-hmm. and um to see like an opportunity. Like these are humans and these are people that I can minister to by serving above and beyond. And I don't know. You've told me so many stories about like old ladies that have like called you back into their rooms and like always oh, like oh when are you working next and mm. just because you were kind. It's like you know kindness transforms. and it wasn't like you were being superman you were just caring yeah so i i don't know i i've seen that secondhand obviously and like ultimately. but going then I i think that that's maybe where like you're at now where you can see the need in nursing and like how nursing for people like you you know there's a lot of great nurses out there too that you know are not Christians too? (laughs) not to say you need to be a Christian, but I think there is something that's missed in today's culture about how the body and spirit are connected. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So I guess I'll ask you a formal question because love it, because I don't really go anywhere with my, my (laughs) thought there. Maybe you could talk a little bit about how you think that like the spirit and body are connected and like, where do you see that and what have you learned about that as you've kind of, you know, studied.
2: Hmm. Well, First Corinthians says, you know, honor God with your body and do everything that you do to glorify him. You know, your body is a temple of the Lord. So you have to ask yourself with everything that you do, you know, is this glorifying to God? And that also goes with like what you put in your body, what you eat. And God, like, you know, like I said earlier, he was very intentional with The way he created food, we've kind of twisted that and thought we could do it better and make food more accessible and cheaper, but really like we've taken the good out of it and what he created and we're seeing the effects of that. Like to give you a statistic, the number one killer in America is heart disease. Mm -hmm. And the most common form of heart disease is coronary artery disease, which is preventable by eating well and exercising, being physically active. So I think sometimes it's hard to see the connection of, you know, mind, body and spirit. But when you eat well and you treat your body well, you feel better, you know, and you're Absolutely Short term you see the immediate effects, but also I think sometimes it's hard to see the long term effects like down the road how your habits are going to affect you later. It's hard to see that right. in the moment. But I see that every day at work with people, yeah. you know, who made choices throughout their life that are just now catching up to them. Right. So I feel, I guess like I have a responsibility because of what I know and like the resources I have. I mean, Nate and I talked about this. Not everyone has the resources or like easily. Easily access. Yeah, yeah. easy access to the knowledge and resources they need to. Right.
1: Right you know, live sustain a, he- that yeah, sustain that lifestyle. Cause the thought was like, even if you could, even if you have the capacity to go library card and go read a book about health, you have access, you technically, no one's saying you can't, there's not a culture being passed down or desire to do that. So like, you know, and in, in poorer communities, like a lot of times the cheapest option is a big Mac every day. Or like, I mean, maybe not anymore since McDonald's is raising their prices, but the unhealthy choice is easiest. Right. And yeah, you have a smartphone and you could find all the statistics on health and wow, how you're eating is going to kill you someday. But you don't know what you don't know. Right.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yep. And that's something that's been cool. I've been learning in nursing school is all about health disparities. And mm. like some people live and they call it food deserts where they really don't have easy access to healthy foods or affordable foods, you know. Mm. And I think For me personally, like I have that access and I have the resources and the knowledge. So I feel a conviction that I, you know, need to take care of myself because of what I know. Mm. Did I answer your question? The connection? The connection. Yeah. You got
1: more. I don't know. That was great. No, I just cheering on a little bit. I, I was actually just thinking about the connection between taking small spiritual steps and taking small steps towards a healthy lifestyle. And we're big preachers of small steps equals big results. And I think that that same approach with health is exactly what's needed to actually change lifestyle, right? Like, yeah, you can go on a diet for a month and cut your carbs and like count calories and stuff like that. But when no one's telling you what to do or your diet's over, are you like what choice are you gonna make if you mm-hmm. don't actually like love what you're eating? And the only way to actually change your palate is to it's probably to know what this stuff is doing to you. And then consistently just make small decisions every day. And I mean, I've seen that over the last year. I'm again, like I wasn't the most I didn't eat terrible, but I didn't think about what I ate. Mm-hmm. You, know? you know? I still st- don't. Yeah, not and as like, much. I was I was like, I don't know, I gained like five, 10, 15 pounds before we got married that I could have lost. And when we got married, I started seeing that just slowly go down. I'm like, interesting. I'm not really changing anything majorly about like my life. And then it's like the one thing that I am doing is just eating differently. And the more you eat healthy, like as far as portions go and as far as food goes, like the less I ate, first of all, like I was f- actually full and satisfied with less food. Um, probably because of the food that I was putting in my body was also actually beneficial, not just empty calories. And then, secondly, like I craved healthier foods mm-hmm. because I I know what it's like to feel like I I have a clean diet. Yeah, like you were talking about like processing and all that stuff. So, um, it's, I don't know. Yeah,
0: it's refreshing to be able to like eat healthy. The one rule that I try to stick to is like something green every day and just try to have a piece of that throughout my day, which I don't always follow. But one thought that came to mind was like, how would you look at like the, because I think about the exercise infomercials or that like want to sell you like a workout plan or like whatever, and they, they push it so hard, which is great, right? But I think a lot of people just get hooked on Whatever they're selling, and then they don't change their diet, and they only do that, and they're like, "Well, this sucks, like this isn't working, and it's like a both and right mm-hmm. but from what you just said, I almost wonder, like where that's weighted, where like, yes, like you need exercise and you need to eat healthy, but it almost sounds like eating healthier is like seventy percent of it, and like exercise is like thirty percent of it. I don't know if that's like a fair estimate. Or if it's more fifty fifty, I think or... it depends on what you're comparing it to.
2: Yeah, I think it's more of a fifty fifty. Sure. I mean, going back to what Nate said, you did being more physically active too. Like it wasn't just mm-hmm. it wasn't just the wasn't diet just that the you diet. changed. They're both. Yeah, I think they're both equally important. Sure. Like I guess if you can only do one, then that's better than right. none. I would but, say
1: I would actually say this. I think it's it's exponential. It's not linear. So like you know when you think of like a graph of like results like return on investment for you dieting you diet the same amount coupled with minimal exercise will exponentially increase the results from your diet you know what i mean like it's it's mm-hmm. if you do both they both actually support each other and you'll get better results from your exercise and you'll get better results from your dieting mm-hmm. or your eating well eating well not dieting sorry yeah. yeah um i realized I was like that's wrong uh, <laughs> when you do them in tandem because they support one another, like you have good fuel for your exercises and then your exercises make you crave good fuel. That's just how our bodies are designed. And that was the, you know, to your point, but like, and I think maybe we can dive a little deeper into this thought is like the idea that God, the designer and creator of the world gave us such beautiful foods full of vitamins and nutrients, like rich for everything that our bodies need to correctly function I mean, I don't even know half of the stuff about vitamins and stuff like that from you, but like one pepper has like so many things that are essential to like critical body function. Mm. Like vitamin, I don't know what vitamins are even in it, but like C
2: y- is one, but yeah. You were telling a me lot, all about yeah. like
1: how eating one yellow bell pepper or something like that is like so good for you. How many vitamins and nutrients and pills do you need to take to get half of those nutrients? Yeah. When you Mm -hmm. could just eat a pepper, right? Right. So, like, I don't know. That's really like beautiful to me because I I don't know. It makes me want. I think makes me think of the Garden of Eden and all the fruit and vegetables and Mm -hmm. how God had. He made it perfect. It was perfect the way that the the food there, and let's just call that like the purest whole foods possible in the Garden of Eden, to fuel like hard work and you know bodily function is really cool. And I think you can compare that to culture and how culture has decided to be other than god and and see that reflect in health and see that reflected in our food as well because it's like you know that's not connected yeah
2: yeah that's good but god knew what he was doing just like
0: right. yeah and it's like what what you said earlier like altering like foods i can think about like gmos and like the whole thing to like go organic and like all of that stuff and it's just interesting like you said like you can clearly see that like in culture of how we've shaped foods to either like just taste good or whatever and it, it's also amazing that like those good foods can also taste like really well like not only are they nutritious but God designed like our taste to be like oh like we started doing the every plate my mom and I did and we've you guys have done that too and, and like cooking puts that into like a whole new perspective like when you start cooking and you're like oh like I can put this in here like that's cool like we'll add that in there it's it's really interesting and it like puts it in a new light when you are actually making something and it turns out really really good and it's with like good meat or like grass-fed meat or like really fresh like vegetables like you can really taste that and and that coupled with knowing that it's good for you is just like a awesome experience which is really cool.
2: Yeah, definitely. It definitely takes, like you know, probably more time and more prep than just going through the drive-through or like buying things that are easy that won't go bad. Right. Like frozen meals. Yeah, frozen meals. It definitely takes a little bit more.
1: I was just thinking about like the culture of consumerism that's been built around food because we talk about like not being consumers and um, part of the rat race with other things, but with food a lot of times it's overlooked, Mm -hmm. but food is such a massive industry where you've got certain companies and, and people pushing out these foods. And basically like they probably have entire marketing departments thinking about how do we get people hooked and addicted to our foods? Like sugar, right? Mm -hmm. Like how addicting is sugar?
2: Very. Yeah. It's like like more addicting than like cocaine or something. One in 10 people have diabetes in the U S and a lot of that's to do with sugar.
1: And I feel like, yeah, just pumping our foods with sugar is like it, you know, that's why you crave those things. It's the sugar. It's like a, it's literally like a drug addiction in a way, like yeah. where your body can go through sugar withdrawals. It
2: is, yeah. Yeah. But like God gave us like fruit has natural sugar in it and that's so much right. better for your body.
1: Yeah. It's not the sweetness, but we've taken something and made it addicting. And then again, I think there's a balance because part of all of these processes are just taking what's there and making them really creative and taste good. I think there's like, it's not to say it's like a sin to eat a candy bar or like it's a sin to have a pop every once in a while. Yeah. But I think the encouragement more is to be intentional. Mm -hmm. Just think about what you're consuming first. Cause if you're not just, if you're not allowing yourself to ponder what you're taking into your body, you're never going to change your lifestyle and it's never going to become a conviction. Mm. It's not just going to happen like that. Like even for me, my convictions are different than Amanda's and every once in a while they butt heads. Right. Mm -hmm. But the trend over time is that like, you know, she's making me better in this area. Cause yeah, I get it, babe. Like I I'm with you on a lot of this, but sometimes I just want ice cream and that's okay too.
2: Yeah. Well, going back to what Cole said too, about the, was it the commercials or the advertisements about, like different diet plans or exercise, like lose 20 pounds. Right. And And it
0: shows you the before picture and then the after picture. And you're like, well, like, was that just someone who bought it or did they have like a personal trainer that like wrote out a diet for them and like an exercise schedule with this product? And it's like, yeah, exactly. I don't know what to believe. And a support (laughs) system. Yeah. Yeah, And that's just
2: not sustainable either. Like the best thing to do is small changes that you can keep the rest of your life habitual yeah, yeah yeah like you don't have to just cut out ice cream forever like we still have ice cream right for me like it's a dark chocolate which has a ton of saturated fat which is awful for you but like that's a lifestyle thing for me that i just can't go without you know <laughs>
0: like you gotta
1: make you gotta find where uh, your compromises com- are right.
2: yeah like i'm not saying just don't ever have anything bad for you right but it's moderation and
0: Well, we, yeah, that's exactly it. We, in my high school health and fitness, like your basic high school core class, that was like the one thing that I still remember from this class is like our teacher, like making an M like with her fingers. And yeah, she was like just everything in moderation. And it's like, we watched part of that class. We watched like super size me, Mm. which is gnarly and. Awful. (laughs) One documentary to watch to make you hate America. (laughs) Yeah. Go watch that and feel better about yourself. Um, As we were talking, the idea of to tie it again into a spiritual side is uh, fasting Mm. and like abstaining. And that's something that I've been trying to habitually like get better at and do it once a week and fast until dinner. And like, it is tough. Like it's difficult And it's so interesting to let go of something physical. And because that's what you're doing as you fast, you let go of something physical to take hold of something spiritual. And you're saying, like, God, like, I'm putting myself in a place of deep dependence and reliance on you. And like, I want my soul to crave the Lord as much as my body wants to crave food. Right. And like, it's like something else to like fast. I would eventually. Just personally speaking, I would eventually like to do like a multiple like day fast from food. Berkeley does the 21 days of fasting and prayer at the start of every year to kick it off. And I think the past two years I did like dinner to dinner fast and it gets like gnarly. And your body can, your some days your body is just like, yeah, like this is just what I do. Or if we get busy. I know like you sometimes like don't eat breakfast and lunch because you're just grinding and I do that same thing too. But then fasting takes that and you're like intentional because like if, I, if I'm working all day and I normally take like an hour lunch break or something, I'm going to go read scripture instead of like eat for that. And like I usually feel better. Like there have been times where like, dang, like, like I'm making sure I'm drinking water throughout the day, but then I still get lightheaded because I haven't eaten anything and I'll like go and pray and I won't be lightheaded anymore. Like just stuff like that where it's like, man, like, and I also like, just had a great, like, just quiet time, spending time with the Lord, you know? So, but, yeah, it's just a, a thought. Just fasting is just really interesting to me as far as this whole spiritual thing goes.
2: Yeah. It kind of shows how, like, food is connected through mm. your spirituality because it's, yeah, like, it's... You need food to survive. Right. But also... Like God doesn't want us to become slaves to our food either. Yes. Man
1: cannot live by bread alone.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Right? Like I'm thinking of Jesus fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. Like you said 21 days. It's like, and I know there's people that do the full 21 days. No food. Yep. I was talking to somebody the other day. It was an interesting conversation as a whole, but in summary, he was making the point that he doesn't believe necessarily. And we were in a challenging conversation on this, that certain things from the bible need to necessarily be literally true for them to say at the same meaning one of his example was was jesus fasting for 40 days mm. i was like uh i believe it was 40 days and 40 literal nights one that's a very symbolic amount of days 40 days and 40 nights like the 40 years that israel wandered in the wilderness right. like that's like a very big theme that that number specifically but also jesus the perfect example of what it means to be fully what God intended as a human, because he was fully man, right? He was fully God and fully man, but that fast for him, I'm sure he was feeling the fully man part of of, of his personhood. He was showing us, you know, what your body is actually capable of doing. I wouldn't recommend a forty day <laughs> fast for a lot of people, but like I think that we often sell ourselves short and we just fall into temptation of immediate hunger and immediate gratification. Where like you said, like dinner to dinner fast is very possible. Mm -hmm. There's going to be moments of discomfort. Right. And it sucks right around 1 (laughs) PM. And it, but, but when you, you know, when you replace that hunger with, with nourishment, nourishment spiritually, spiritually, like you said, the temptation often passes. And like, sometimes all it is, is just Lord, I trust you.
0: Well, and like, what about like, like, You were talking about heart disease and isn't that coupled with obesity?
2: Yeah, usually.
0: And it's like, Mm -hmm. how many people like stress eat? Yeah. Like how many people like rely on food for like a relief and like, I don't want to say a crutch, but like it's a place of comfort. And when you fast, like if you are one of those people, and I think we all are to some extent, right? Yeah, I was like relating to that. You you replace like that comfort and it's all of a sudden not there like where else are you going to comfort like it start like fasting in and of itself like starts to expose those areas of like oh like i actually kind of rely on this like for my own comfort instead of getting it like directly from the lord that's just something that fasting like exposes and it it also puts you in that cuz when it does get tough you get irritable and you get <laughs> angry yeah and and then you you can sin yeah and and you fall and you like bleed into temptation. It's it's such like a sharpening thing as well as like a self control thing to become like better at. It's it's wild.
2: Hmm. Yeah, that's that's cool. That's making me wanna do more fasting.
0: It's tough. I don't think
2: I've done it since middle school. I don't know how you guys like skip breakfast and lunch. I'm like <laughs>
0: I usually skip breakfast.
2: <laughs> yeah yeah I'm very like clockwork with food, yeah, which is maybe too much sometimes,
1: well, I don't think it comes from a bad spot, like I right. think that I could probably be you'd you'd have full reason to say that i'm my habits are bad too, because I think it is actually there are health benefits for eating on a schedule right, mm-hmm. so it's not like I think prolonged fasting to an extent, could actually harm you. So, disclaimer. <laughs> well, that and like, um,
0: yeah, like if you're going to do a serious fast, like you actually have to prepare your diet. Yeah. Like you have to eat certain things before a long-term like food fast. Yeah, and you have to like break fasts correctly. Yes, and yeah. You got to come out of it easily so you don't upset Stay hydrated, like yeah. extremely hydrated. And that's the thing, like most fasts are just food, but you can do like, like if you're doing a complete fast from water, like max is like three days. Yeah. Like if that. So,
1: yeah, so I I think with all this to say, like, (laughs) there's liability with what we're saying in these words and telling people to go fast, but, um, you know, consult your doctor, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but for real, like, I think it's something that you'll know, like where your limits are. And I think there's a healthy way to push that, you know, integrating that into your day-to-day life in a healthy way is something also to be said.
0: I think one more thing and then I'll get off my fasting soapbox. I think there's a... Hey, do you uh, like fasting? Yeah, I do. Nice. There's a... um, Because we see it at Berkeley all the time where, oh, it's the 21 days of fast. Like I'm going to fast from social media or I'm going to fast from Netflix or something, which is great. And I've done that. I did that my first time at Berkeley and it was really freeing because those things, social media and, and stuff like that, I think they can have a very similar effect on you. They can have a very similar draw on you to place comfort in them. Um, you know, social media is a whole different, a whole different animal with the comparison game and, and seeing lies of other people's perfect lives. Fasting. It's such a different ball game where like fasting in scripture is always referring to food. Like it's, they didn't have social media to fast from. Like, so.
1: And it's always coupled with prayer.
0: Exactly. It's fasting and prayer. So it's not one or the other, because if you're just not eating, and you're not going in scripture, you're just starving yourself. Like you're not doing anything. You're not growing spiritually. Like that's not fasting. That's just abstinence. So it's fasting and prayer. So uh, likewise with like, you can do the same thing with like Netflix and social media. And it's like, I'm not going to watch this. Okay. But I'm going to be in the word Mm. in this same amount of time.
1: No, that's exactly it. Like, I mean, just, just like, Fasting is those two part it's a two part equation, right? Like you were saying, it's not only just letting go of the physical, it's also taking hold of the spiritual. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, what do you think about that? We haven't talked much about fasting, to be honest. You and I.
2: No, we haven't, but I definitely think it's a valuable thing to do. And I think we've talked about even with coffee, like we don't like the idea of having to rely on anything other than God. Like even something as small as sorry, touch my microphone. <laughs> even something as small as coffee, you know, like right. Which caffeine?
1: Caffeine is, caffeine is another. It's like yeah. a sugar, right? Yeah. If yeah. you let it get out of control.
2: Because then you're relying on that, yeah, instead of God. So yep. it's a similar concept.
1: Again, I'm drawing like metaphorical similarities between this country's physical depravity and it's spiritual depravity. And again, like just because you struggle with one or the other doesn't mean like, we're not trying to make you feel bad if you struggle with this because we struggle with it too. So Amen. Yes. um if you struggle with like eating too much or like body image, we're not trying to make you feel like you're uh going to hell or you're like a sin a sinner that's never going to be forgiven or that you're we not all spiritual. all stuff. Exactly. Um, we're just trying to like for us chew on the fact that us as a culture, us included, our families, our friends, like yeah. um, and I think the way that our country is, go- is headed and I think the tension is felt right again is like we aren't as healthy as we used to be and there's a lot of reasons for that right? Not just spiritual but I almost equate like some of these stories that you've told me of people and maybe I'll let you t- talk about this a little bit more too instead of me because you'll tell it better than me but like people literally about to get amputated. Can you tell like the story about like some of like, I mean, without, obviously
0: violating HIPAA. but I'm excited. Give me some yeah.
2: popcorn. <laughs> well, I think a lot of people don't realize, I mean, you didn't either. Like when you saw somebody, an amputee, you think, oh, they were in a war or, mm. you know, something happened of that sort. But a lot of times it's because like diabetes causes um, it's
1: like overwhelming majority of amputations are from diabetes wow. like yeah, type yeah
2: and i've worked with a lot of patients that either like we're going to have to have their feet or legs amputated or like have already just because uncontrolled diabetes like if you can control your blood sugar you're yeah. fine but it's the people that have just lived with uncontrolled blood sugars Wow, causes all sorts of things like you know kidney failure vision problems like you can go blind neuropathy so you like if you get a cut on your foot you're not going to feel it and then it grows into this huge like infection or basically just yeah yeah to the point where your legs need to be amputated wow so I've had patients just at that point where somebody just told them they were going to have to amputate their feet and then like at that point yeah they wish they would have changed their lifestyle but like people don't realize that that can happen right. you know and like
0: well it's like what you were saying earlier it's like you don't see the long-term effects until it happens to you yeah
2: exactly what does yeah. your professor say yeah my one of my nursing professors at grand valley um we're talking about exercise and the importance of it and just how it like helps pretty much almost Everything. every yeah every yeah. disease every almost every illness not obviously and all and mental of them. health yeah yeah and mental health but um, she said you'll pay now or you'll pay later. Mm. So like, if you don't pay now to like take the time it's or gonna like cost
0: more later. <laughs> yeah, you're
2: gonna pay later in medical bills and right. all that stuff, or your feet, or your feet. Right. Yeah. So when I understand, like again, not everybody has like the same resources and the same. And
1: sometimes, and also, like access. another yeah conversation with that is like. Some people with diabetes don't have access to actually right. regulate their blood sugar well, and it's exactly. not their fault. Right. But too many people do, and they choose not to. <laughs> right. But a lot of <laughs> That's us- That's who we're talking. Yeah, about. yeah. Make
2: choices every day. And my professor, too, she said, I could have got a new car, but instead I paid for an athletic trainer because I decided like I can't keep talking to my students about this and not actually mm. wow. do something about it. It's really cool. So, yeah, wow. that quote kind of stuck with me.
0: So solid. So
1: my mind goes to like me as a sinner. And I wouldn't say that like that's I'm conscious of my health, but I'm not I'm a healthy person. I don't have a lot of health battles. I don't think it's like a big hurdle that I have to take on other than that's those simple yeses every day. Right. Like which I'm getting better at. But I have you, thankfully, to help encourage me in that. But I think of our spiritual depravity and how that's so similar to how we are with the Lord. Mm Mm-hmm. We know what we need to do to get right with God. We know that sugar is bad for us. We know that like we're addicted to Twinkies or soda or, um, you know, Big Macs, but yet we still eat it because we think that the effects of our sin aren't actually going to, aren't going to hit us. Mm -hmm. So we're paying, we're like saying like, no Lord, like this feels good right now. My sin feels good right now. And we forget that there's going to be a day of reckoning. There's going to be a day that we have to look to God and give an answer for what we've done. And if our answer is Jesus, that's the only answer that's going to suffice. Everything else is going to be insufficient. Yeah. So I don't know. I just think of that like, like again, not to, there is a separation between body and spirit, but it's very closely intertwined as well. Absolutely. Like I think it's wrong to do, to say that they're totally the same. And it's also wrong to say that they're totally separated. But I think that the the issue nowadays is that we have separated it so much with mo- um, modernism and the idea of, honestly, a lot of people don't even believe in spirit anymore.
0: Just individualistic ideologies.
1: And just chemicals firing in our brain and DNA. It's like all science and there's no spirit. Mm-hmm. There's no real like... No soul. Soul, exactly. It's all science. Um, I don't know. I just like when we were talking on the porch yesterday, we just got new porch furniture which is, yeah, which is awesome so we were sitting there just kind of talking about these things i was really struck by that and i never really had that thought before but thinking about somebody who got to the point where they needed to be amputated and like it's almost as if we listen like jesus and the word of god is telling us like hey listen if you continue doing this you're gonna have to get your feet amputated and you go nah <laughs> <laughs> and then someday you're sitting on the hospital bed and they're like all right time's to amputate and you're like what right. i want to get healthy i want to get healthy and right. they go too late you're going to die if you don't amputate right i think that's going to be a, like not to freak everyone out but no. at the same time to freak you out because there's going to be a day where it's going to be too late to change your lifestyle it's gonna to be too late to repent the
0: lord disciplines those he
1: loves and he wouldn't be just if he was lying to you mm-hmm. if he says there's a reckoning for your sin and was lying he would be an unjust god right
0: so and a liar and a liar
1: exactly <laughs> And so like, I don't know, that's, that lights a fire under me to not only worry about, again, take things small, right? Like we've always been a proponent of small change. If you are struggling in your spiritual journey, read one verse a day, do one little thing. We're not saying that you need to become a monk. We don't say you need to become a pastor and stop what you're doing and become the spiritual sage. We're just saying there is a timetable on this guys with you, with UIG with until it's gone. You know, we, we have a timetable on this episode. It's when our coffee goes. We definitely fudge the lines much more than God <laughs> yeah, fudge the lines. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I get that. We're imperfect. My little brother Aaron texted me and said, hey, you said, you said your coffee was gone 15 minutes ago and the episode's still going. <laughs> I said, my bad. <laughs> but really, the reality is like, your time on this earth, you don't even know if it'll be tomorrow. You don't know if you're going to be face-to-face with your maker tomorrow. What are you doing today to at least, like, if you have a tomorrow, to be taking one little step in the right direction. And I think that's the encouragement.
2: Yeah, that's good. With health too. Yeah, with health too. Like if you don't exercise at all, just try to do something one day a week to start. Walk. Go for a walk. Like if you hate running, don't run, you know, like find something you enjoy. Right. You might end up loving running like me, but not every, (laughs) and Cole. Yeah. (laughs) Doing a half marathon, right? Slow,
0: eventually. Eventually. It's going to happen.
2: Yeah, but don't just like, Try to run every day of the week, like make small steps. Same with diet or eating well, like try to incorporate, you know, whole foods into your diet, like little by little, cut out like fast food, little by little, like it doesn't have to be all at once.
1: I think before you cut, think about like filling too, like, cause I think it's hard to cut when you don't have something to replace it. So don't think about just throwing away all your unhealthy things. I think for me, what was... It's a slow burn. Yeah, it's a slow burn. So, like, let me just start eating the healthy things first right. in my
0: meal, right, <laughs> and then dial the unhealthy stuff. And then stuff back. I'll be
1: full, and then I won't feel like I need unhealthy things. Yeah. So I think that's another thing too. Like, replace your bad habits with good habits. Don't yeah. just get rid of bad habits. Yeah. Because then, or else, it's not it's not going to be a right. lasting change.
0: Yeah. I'm just super passionate about this, but being being in the workplace because you're in a secular work environment, and going into nursing. And just being able to like minister like you've you've touched on it before but like what an amazing place to like minister to people like i've heard of um there's a few people at berkeley that are also nurses and uh just been able to like hear some of their stories of just like sitting down and like reading scripture um with patients and just like being a light but i I just didn't know if you had any more like thoughts on that because Like I said, like, I'm just really passionate about, we need both, right? Like we need people in vocational ministry, but like, what a place to minister in a hospital, like on the floor, like when you're tired and you're exhausted and yet you still serve your patients, like how could that be, um, any better of a gospel message? You know what I mean? Like serving, serving the lowly and maybe the brokenhearted for sure. But it's it's just so cool and so fulfilling where it's like, it's that kind of cliche, but very true idea of like, we need Christians in all facets mm-hmm. of of work um, to preach the gospel, to be Jesus to those people in different lines of work. And like, there's just got to be so many opportunities. And I'm sure there's days where you just don't feel like it, right? Like it's a choice, like just like being married. Like, not that I speak from experience, <laughs> but <laughs> but. No, it's yeah. just like, it's just encouraging to know, know someone's heart in a secular field, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I definitely am glad you brought that up. I think a lot of times it is hard and like drawing my strength. Like there've been a lot of moments where I've just had patients that are, you know, yeah. like super mean and, right. but I recognize- Make
1: me want to go punch them. <laughs>
2: They're they're at a really low point in their lives, right. you know, and they're in a lot of pain. And like yeah, you, you can't blame them. Yeah, you have to recognize that. And I think if I didn't have like the love of Jesus in me, it would be really easy to not treat them with love. But right. absolutely. So, but yeah, I think it's been really fulfilling and just just to have that opportunity to serve people right. at such low points and encourage them. Absolutely. So I think that yeah, that was me a big thing that drew me into the profession
0: for sure yeah it, we you can be jesus outside of the four walls of the church like you are the church like christians right. in their work field like that is the church you're the hands yeah. and feet
1: of jesus that cared for like we all have an aspect an aspect and a charge to care for the sick and the lame but you're specially equipped to do that right. and jesus constantly stopped what he was doing and cared for the sick and the lame and the broken and the outcasts, Mm -hmm. a lot of them to do with uh, what's health disparities. They were in a class that didn't give them like health. And then eventually, you know, like because of leprosy, they were cast out of the, they were not only isolated from their communities, but also like all of these things. So they were broken hearted, broken spirited, their bodies were broken. Right. And Jesus came and healed them. And not like you're healing but you're able to care for people that are lonely, people that, like you said, are maybe not at their best.
0: Well, and use like kindness. like what you're saying, like use what God has designed, not only our bodies, but like all of the nutrients and ingredients and technology mm. that we have built to heal people. <laughs> like, mm. like essentially, right? Or at least get mm. them in the right direction. Like, yeah. you know, lead a horse to water you know, type of deal. Like come this way, like do this, don't do that. Here's my recommendation. And like ultimately, like if if we're talking about that type of change, like they have to want it. Right. Like you have to like unless you hire a personal trainer that literally shows up at your house at six AM and gets you out of bed. Like you have to make that conscious decision to like go for the run at six thirty in the morning. Right. Like you have to want that.
1: An hour later. Right. So Mm -hmm. yeah. Proud of you, babe. Thank you. Super proud good. of you guys too. So nah. good. I'm yeah. trying. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I like think about we're filmmakers, you know, we talk about that. Like, what you do is very easy to see how positive it is for somebody and how selfless it is because you literally just show up and serve people.
0: And right. it's the gritty, hard service Yeah. work. And
1: um, not to say that that's glorious, but to say that that's very hands-on way to do it. And for us, like sometimes it's like, how do we, with what God has given us, which is not that I knew nothing about nursing. I knew nothing about my body other than like what science in high school taught me before being married to you. And I've had a really cool, I feel like I'm getting secondhand nursing degree, secondhand smoke. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm getting third degree, (laughs) but like where I'm, learning more and getting passionate because of what you tell me and like your passion for that is contagious too just i just as i think like our passion for what we do is contagious Mm -hmm. your passion for health and for people and service in that way is like makes me like go oh man like one the world's bigger than music and video right because i can get so really it is (laughs) there's no way (laughs) i can get my blinders on and i'm just like this is everything because that's all that i'm doing right but like it's just such a small portion. Like I'm just a fingertip in mm-hmm. God's church right. yeah. and you're a whole foot. <laughs> like right. w- what the medical industry is doing is like video and music is, has, it has its own thing. But like, I don't know what you do is very, very important. You can do without video. You can't do without people like you. Right. So it's, yeah, I'm it's thankful. tough to
0: weigh that stuff. It's like, it is like parts of the body where like one part isn't more important than the yeah. other. Like they all work together. Exactly. But yeah, like I I've been there, and I think it's the same with vocational ministry too. It's like, oh well, you can look at someone like literally doing ministry and be like, well, what the crap am I doing? Mm-hmm. Like in construction, right? Like it's the same difference. You well, know?
1: We, I guess what we can do is kind of like, like maybe this is theologically incorrect. We we almost shift and support different parts of the body when they need it. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, what we do is like, oh yeah, we can make a video for you and you're a finger or you're an eye or you're a nose. And so we can go alongside and say, let's just help you do what
0: you do better and make people more aware of it. But does
1: that make us another part of the body? I don't know where the analogy
0: ends. (laughs) Well, well, and I think like, what about like all the tech? Like what about the companies that's like making all the screens for like stuff in the hospital or like the metal yeah. company that's like designing the tips of like all the syringes? It's mm-hmm. like they're the nerves. They're the veins. Right, they're just exactly.
2: As important. Yeah.
1: Right. They're yeah, the behind they the all scenes play a part. The mm-hmm. behind the scenes, the under the skin stuff that's going on all the time to make sure that the right. things on the outside work.
0: Right.
2: Yeah. And Interesting. neither of us could do what each other does. You know, like I couldn't do what you do. Right so i'm Lord thankful knows i'm not people going to like hospital you. anytime soon <laughs> <laughs> i know i get
1: so queasy sometimes she tells me that stuff <laughs> yeah, and she's just not even that. flinching i'm like babe hold on i'm eating or like because yep. <laughs> you just you just don't even think twice because you just you have like a i mean there's some things that you're like whoa that's pretty gnarly but like oh well, you eat sleep and breathe it so right. it's not any yeah. different i get to that point way soon. <laughs> yeah. so yep. no but, but seriously amanda thank you for Thanks. jumping out of your comfort zone on this i'm i'm sure that people loved to hear this and again your perspective is unique and gets us out of the normal yeah normal stuff so we do good. and talk
0: about so good
2: yeah well thank you for having me it was fun
1: not nice. too bad once you got into no, it no huh? not
2: too bad you guys are good hosts
1: let's go let's go um
0: <laughs> record time
1: i know i thought about we didn't do that like a couple episodes no
0: if you have one i got a
1: amanda record time what am i gonna pick what? here what um album would you recommend to our podcast guests just to get oh, you thinking man. about that? What's one you really liked? Looking at Spotify right now. An album? Yeah. I've got one that could that could be yours. That could be mine. Is it I no think I know high? what it is. No, he knows what it is.
2: <laughs> just Bieber?
1: Nope. Nope. Although that's a Jack good one Johnson? too. Jack Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell us about Jack Johnson, Babes.
2: He's really chill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: In Between Dreams. By Jack Johnson that'll be ours we'll do the same one today that's nice. we're married that we're one that's right we're one flesh that's great in between dreams by Jack Johnson why do you like it babe
2: I like the vibe sorry touch my microphone again it's very chill um, <laughs> but it's also deep like if you actually listen to the words mm-hmm. he says deep messages and he's talented absolutely I, I
0: did yeah. you say it was a trio
1: yeah, so I was looking at the credits on our because we list, we have the vinyl. Amanda got it for me is actually one of my first gifts from her. And um the vinyl it says there's a drummer. I mean, I wish I knew their names because I could shout them out. Not that they need my shout out, but it was a drummer, a bass player, and Jack Johnson. Like for the majority of it. And then their producer played like piano on some songs and then like accordion on one of the songs. Mm-hmm. And that was it. And I was like, Whoa, that's music. Because like, you know, not that it's not music that like if you have you're multi-tracking everything but i i could tell when i was listening to it i was like i wonder who played on this cuz i can tell that they're the same players i could have just hearing their the character and i think through like the thing that struck me was like listening to the album it sounded like people in a room playing these songs mm-hmm. and that was cool because yeah. that's not
0: as normal nowadays right. well so. it takes a different level of musicianship to be able to do that on such a stripped um band yeah
1: so and i'm sure they like different. retook stuff or punched in but like it just sounds like people playing music
0: so yeah no that's sweet what about you cole mine isn't an album it's an ep but the box is humans made oh by gable price and friends the it's a four-track ep um it's the reimagined, reimagined. heretic is my absolute favorite song repentance is super good with Corey asbury the guitars and the kit on this entire ep is absolutely incredible and I love it. It's produced really well. All four also have videos that are on YouTube. Um
1: Shout out Mike Mainz, who co-wrote Demons and is also on that EP.
0: That's yep. a good song. And yeah. I have Gable's um, 1981 DRV pedal. Signed. Signed. Yeah, that's wow. going to go for millions someday. Huh? For sure.
1: You're not going to sell it. Shout out to Gable. You probably wouldn't even sell it if it was worth a bunch. I keep
0: it. it's great pedal number one. Yeah, number two, it's got Gable's name on it. So
1: I just took my last sip. Yeah, I, I was I was rationing, so we weren't cheating. <laughs> but no, thanks again. Um, thanks again to Josh for, um, for the space, and I think we have this outro that we'll play. And. Thank you guys so much for listening to our podcast. If you've made it this far, please make sure that you are following us wherever you're listening and that you have notifications turned on. As we constantly mention, Cole and I suck at posting on Instagram. So that is the best way to stay up to date on our current content. And
0: it really helps us keep living the lifestyle that is important to us. Yes. Thank you to Josh at Local Legend for always hosting us. We're excited to continue this journey with you guys you have any recommendations questions comments thoughts or ideas hit us up on instagram at uig send us a message we're so thankful for you guys thank you for always listening and supporting the podcast